All right, and welcome in to our 2021 NHL Draft Show here on Lightning Power Play. I am Greg Lanelli, and joining us right now to start our show, it's been a very busy day for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That would be Al Murray, the assistant GM and director of amateur scouting for the Lightning. Al, first off, it's great to see you face-to-face. -face. We had you on a couple of days ago with Dave Mishkin, and uh, it's it's fun to uh, sit here and, and talk a little hockey with you. Nice to finally put a uh, face to a name for <laughs> yeah, me, too. I've right. heard you all year long on broadcasts and things, and Very I, cool. uh, I really like to listen to you guys. I, uh, I like the perspective that you guys bring to the, to the games, and it uh, keeps me in touch. Well, anytime you get a chance to hear Phil Esposito say, shoot the puck. It always makes you feel pretty good, right? You know, Absolutely. Here, the Hall no, of Famer. It's a great, uh, it's a great broadcast group you guys have. Well, we appreciate it, and certainly you and your team have uh, put together a tremendous prospect pool for this Lightning organization. Seven picks in this year's draft. Busy second day, obviously. Uh, every scout, I'm sure, feels pretty good about the picks they've had, but. Give us a little bit of an overview. You feel pretty confident in the guys you picked today? We do, actually. Uh, when you're picking late, uh, as we were, so you have to wait, uh, you're a little bit dependent on other people. But uh, we have, in each of the areas uh, before the draft, we outline sometimes it's two players, sometimes it's four or five players that we hope and think based on looking at other lists and uh, where we think guys should go and could go yeah. on where we want to take certain players and uh, this year it hit pretty good for us we got uh, guys that we weren't shocked were there but we thought we had a chance to get and they're players that we have a lot of uh, uh, optimism that they'll turn into uh, solid NHL players so they bring all the attributes that we want some of them need to improve their skating some of them need to get stronger some of them need to um, need to just mature as individuals they're mostly yeah. young guys but uh, they all work hard they're all pretty smart and uh, we we like competitive people that are smart and uh, these guys all fit those bills Al, how do you weigh taking the best player available or you know maybe position of need you took three defensemen and we know in the lady organization you want to have as many d-men as possible coming up through the ranks do you weigh that or is it look best player available and if that's all centers that's that's what we take yeah, we talked about that uh, over the, a number of times over the years, and we take who we think is going to be the best NHL player. Um, if we start to go positional and you don't take who the best guy is and the guys don't turn out, then nobody wants them. But yeah. if we wind up with the uh, six best center icemen and we can't uh, you know, have spots for all those guys, there'll right. be a value to us where we can trade those for what we do lack. So I think over the years, uh, Steve and Julian have done a great job putting our team together uh, by – developing a pool of players and then using that pool of players to supplement the positions of weakness that we had and make the trades for the for what we needed and I think Julian did a great job over the last two years taking us to that final level that we needed to by being able to trade picks yeah. uh, prospects whatever it had to be to get those players and uh, and it's it's paid off for us it doesn't always work but uh, worked out well the last two years it's right? worked out pretty good the last two years so we'll stick with that formula until it falls apart absolutely well let's let's maybe take a look at some of the players that you got uh, in this draft let's start with uh, Roman Schmidt your first draft pick this year in the third round big kid big right-handed shot defenseman it, it feels like the right-handed shot defenseman is a lot like the lefty pitcher in baseball it's a, it seems more coveted I, I, do you get that sense I mean the organizations really want the right-handed shot defenseman or is that uh, overrated a bit I think it's I think you need them and I yeah. think they're tougher to find because most uh, guys or a lot of kids seem to shoot left a lot of the Europeans shoot left a lot of the Canadians shoot left seems like more Americans shoot right but yeah we think we've built up a decent pool of right shot defensemen uh, coming up and I <clears throat> I know people don't know these guys because they're still in college or junior but 
We have uh, Nick Burbix, who's in college, played uh, in the national championship last year with uh, with his school, and we thought he might come out this year, but he wanted to go back and try to win a national championship. So Nick's yeah. about a six foot three, two hundred and twenty pound right shot D who moves the puck well. We've got uh, Jack Thompson, who we drafted last year. Jack plays in Sudbury. Uh, he's gone to the, he'll be at the Canadian World Junior Camp. We've got. Uh, uh, Eamon Powell, who's uh, six foot tall, 170 pound puck moving defenseman in college. He's at the U.S. World Junior Camp this uh, week. And uh, we've got uh, Crozier, who's at Providence and uh, was a little banged up last year, so missed some games. But we've got, uh, we're hopeful that he's going to be a real good prospect for us. And then we were able to add Roman Schmidt. So we've got five yeah. right shot D coming that we think are pretty good. We've got a decent group of right shot D on our NHL team right now with. Uh, uh, Ruda and uh, Chernak and uh, Footer is taking steps all the time. Right. So uh, we're, we're hopeful that we've got some guys there. We've got a couple other guys in the American League team. So it's pretty good. Uh, Roman comes in and uh, Roman's one of those guys that we talk about. He's on the all warm up team because as soon as his team comes out for warm up, Here's a six foot five guy that wheels around the ice very easy, yeah. and people like that's a guy who just catches your eye. He, right. he comes off the bus. You want him coming off the bus first, <laughs> yeah. so that the other team takes notice like of that. him. I so like uh, Romans, um, and I, and I, I want to caution everybody listening. I'm going to give you some comparables so you can have a picture in your mind. These guys aren't those guys yet, but this sure. is who they could be. So uh, Roman will remind people of Brandon Carlo at the same age. He's big, mobile. Doesn't put up a lot of points, but makes good pass. Doesn't punish people shift after shift, but it's very tough to get by him because he's got good feet and he angles well and has good uh, gap control. And then Brandon Carlo took a little while and became a real good top four defenseman for the Boston Bruins. And uh, Roman was going to go to college, but changed his mind. He's going to go to Kitchener in the Ontario Hockey League. We've talked to the coach GM there. Uh, asked him last a couple weeks ago, actually, I was talking to him last time, and I said, uh, who does he remind you of? And he goes, you know, he kind of reminds me of Brandon Carlo. So uh, how about that? Everybody sees similar attributes, yeah. but he believes that there's more offense in Roman than maybe even Roman thinks there is. So in, in Kitchener, he's going to get a real good opportunity to get top four minutes for the next couple of years, play in power play situations, kill penalties, which is a natural thing for him to do, and get a real good chance to develop. And because he's in Major Junior, we'll get to bring him to our uh, prospects tournament, We'll get to have our skating and uh, strength people and skills yeah. people work with them all year long with th through the Kitchener organization. So when guys go major junior, it does give you more access to them than it does with the college players. So that's a good thing for us, we feel. Listening to you, too, it, it sounded like, and we're going to talk to Roman later on in the program, keeping it simple I is what you want to say. I mean, for a guy at 6'5", keep it simple. Keep Nothing it simple, wrong with that, but, right? but be aggressive. Yeah. You know, like uh, Roman skating should allow him to really gap up tight on people. And... Because he's big as a house, when people, you know, the other team's coming out of their zone, they take a look up ice where they're going to move the puck. If Roman's on on his guy and up tight, he won't have a lot to do because they'll have to go down the other side of the ice because every yeah. time you throw the puck over there, it'll just be knocked off the guy's stick and come back the other way. So right. uh, anytime a guy comes down the wall, take him early in the zone. Don't let him get down the wall and get into the zone because you've got the speed and you've got the agility. Take him early, end the rush, move it back out of the zone, and you're not going to spend a lot of time in your own end. So... Keep it simple with the puck movements. Develop your skill level as much as you can. He has a decent level of hockey sense. And play within your limitations and uh, play to your strengths. And I think Roman is smart enough to know that. You certainly watch him play, and I think he does that very well. He complimented uh, probably the most uh, skilled player on the U.S. Uh, defense last year, Barons. They were a partnership uh, the number of games that I saw them. And Barons was a 5'10", 5'11", puck-moving D. 
and uh, Roman was the big safety net there, uh, hanging out and taking care of a lot of the defensive responsibilities, keeping guys away from the front of the net so the goalie could see the puck. So uh, really played, I thought, really well to what his strengths are. Yeah, nothing wrong with uh, that and the, and the comparisons to Carlo. You get a top four defenseman in the third round. That's Ideally, that's that's pretty good value, right? That's Hopefully. the hope. That is the hope, right. Let's go to your next pick. Uh, it was Dylan Duke, and he is going to Michigan. Now, you guys traded a draft pick for uh, next year yes. to get him this year. Yeah. So you obviously saw something where he said, look, was this a typical case of that's the player we want. Let's go get him if we can. We didn't have a fourth. We didn't think there was any way he was going to last till the fifth. Yeah. So we were able – Montreal had – I think it was Montreal we traded. It had was. a lot of uh, – picks this year and they wanted to spread them out a little bit so they didn't have so many in one year so it was an easy flip for us when Dylan was still on the board to go take him he is not Matthew Joseph but think Matthew Joseph uh, gotcha. hard-working guy that has good skill level that can get to the front of the net and can work the corners and takes away time and space from opponents and loves to play in the, the traffic areas and a uh, bit of a pain to play against with real good hands around the net so he can finish plays and create offensive chances so uh Plays with that energy that we like uh, our guys to have and uh, really competitive. And he played uh, for, what, the USA Hockey National Team? They were teammates. Program, right? Roman and him yeah. were teammates. What's making that program so appealing, the way they're they're bringing out guys? Well, it's a great program to develop players from all the way across the country. You know, yeah. they, the kids in Minnesota don't have to go to the program. The kids in New England don't have to go to the program. But it's a good opportunity for them to go to the program. Yeah. And when they do go there, um, they get the opportunity for two years to develop conditioning-wise that a lot of kids in junior may not have the same opportunities. Because when you're on a bus all the time and you're, you're going back and forth between games and practices and you just don't have the same kind of time as when you're with a team right. that has some games during the season, but they also gear up for major tournaments and major events. So they have a little more time to work out in the gym and, and uh, just be a, a more well-rounded athlete in addition to a, a hockey player. So it's a really good program for kids from around the States. I think when you look at it now every year, they're giving opportunities to those guys that are from uh, Ohio and Virginia and yeah. New Jersey and not, not the necessary hotbeds of Boston and Minnesota all the time, but they bring all, in theory, the best players together. Some kids go to major juniors, some still want to play in the USHL, but they've done a great job in bringing a majority of, of the age group, uh, the best players in that age group together and uh, been very successful winning championships and developing players. Al Murray joins us here on Lightning Power Play. Let's go to your fifth round pick, Cam McDonald. Gritty player? Is that how you would describe somebody like high energy? I would. I would I'd describe Cam. Uh, he, If people want to think of a style, think of uh, Cedric Paquette, think of Barkley Goodrow. There you go. He's that, uh, as, as John Cooper says, that dependable Jeep. Gets his nose dirty. <laughs> Mucks around, has some skill, Great quote. finishes checks, yeah. goes to the front of the net, good defensively back in his own zone, can play center or wing, gives himself um, a number of opportunities to make your hockey team because he's got versatility. Uh, good strength already, needs to get stronger in his legs, needs to work on some skating technique, uh, needs to continue to develop all parts of his game, but yeah. we like the style and what he brings to a, a team. Nothing wrong being a third-line player, right? Look at the Lightning last two years. And some of those guys, uh, you know, if they take another step, can get up with two more skilled players and be the corner guy and, right. and bang around. You know, um, Andre Palat has a high skill level, so yeah. uh, he's not that sort of guy, but Andre brings that to that line. He works the corners and brings a lot of compete net front and things to two really high skill guys. And maybe Cam's a 
third, fourth line guy, maybe Cam finds a niche with two more high skill guys. It just depends on how much you can develop your game, and we want all these guys to develop as much as they can. All right, I don't want to keep you too much longer, uh, Albert. Uh, you can talk to me all day. Uh, I know, I know. You you can do this all day long. L let's look at uh, Alex Gagne, defenseman. What did you like about him? Alex is a little bit of a late bloomer. He went through the draft last year undrafted, but uh, went back to the USHL this year and really impressed people to the point where uh, he's at the uh, USA World Junior Tryout this week. So oh, wow. uh, we've got a number of players there. Dylan Duke is there. Uh, Alex is there. We had uh, from last year's draft, uh, Declan McDonnell, our seventh round pick, who played a lot of games this year with uh, Syracuse, is at that program, and so is Eamon Powell. So we've got a number of guys there. And uh, he's a, a real good skating, good positional, puck-moving defensive D. He's got some skill. He plays uh, good positionally, good gaps, and takes away time and space. And uh, just a, a guy who continues to improve. And um, that's what you want. You want guys that keep getting better. You feel like defensemen, it, it takes, you say late bloomer, I mean, it, it could be anybody, but defensemen especially, does it take sometimes them a little longer to, to get going? I know that's sort of the uh, the general consensus, is it? Uh, until a defenseman's played a couple hundred NHL games and has, has really, you know, evolved that way. And I think even with our team, you see Chernak and Sergachev have been really good players for a couple of years now, but I think they've both taken major steps again yeah. this year after they get a, a couple of years under their belt and they, they just become that much more comfortable. I think they've taken huge steps again this year, and uh, and that's what we hope all the time is uh, with those D, if you're patient, you put them in the right situations right. for them to be successful. Don't rush them along. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to overcook the product a little bit down in the American League. They all think they're ready after a certain period of time. But then they get thrown in, and, and you know, Calfoot is going through that right now. Yeah. I think you'll see Calfoot come back next year and take another step in his game as well. So it just takes a little time. You've got to be patient, but I think it does take D a little bit longer. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to, to watch guys like Edmund, McDonough, some of those, like even Aruta, who's, you know, yep. a veteran that you can watch and, and learn. Uh, all right, let's take a look at your the, the seventh-round picks. I know you were talking to the media before you came on with us. You, you wanted to get more picks. We right, did, actually. In the seventh round. Yeah, yeah, right. We, uh, we have uh, more players. We've invited three uh, additional players, and they've all accepted our invitations. Oh, nice. So we could have had six, seven, eight seventh-round <laughs> picks. And <laughs> we tell you know Julian all the time, can you get a seventh-round thrown Because you don't that care, trade? right? I mean, you know, you'll get them. As long as we can get good, you know, right. what we think are good prospects. At the end of every draft, we've had guys that we weren't able to draft. So... Uh, this year, there was uh, probably eight or ten guys that we didn't get a chance to draft. We were looking at the numbers that we needed for our uh, our prospects tournament. We needed a couple more D, and we could have used uh, a forward or two. So we went out, and we made some phone calls, and uh, Stacy Roos, a good salesman, along with our uh, area scouts, and <laughs> we were able to get the three guys we were calling. They, uh, they've all agreed to come. So we've got uh, three more guys coming in uh, that aren't drafted by us. They'll come into our prospects tournament. And the nice thing now is if they come in, play well, we can sign them right away and uh, if and we don't have to uh, draft them. But generally that doesn't happen. Generally they come in, uh, you get a feel for them, they get a feel for the organization. But once they leave prospects camp and or main camp, if they happen to play well enough to get there, then they, they'll be back into junior hockey and they'll be back eligible for the draft next year. So um, there was a lot of... Uh, lot of opportunity for guys yeah. to come in and impress us and you never know somebody might get a contract you're always looking for talent right always I mean, that's, that's basically what happened with uh, uh andre palat years ago 
we were going to invite Andre. We were able to get an extra pick, so we drafted Andre, and then he, we didn't have to compete with five and six teams to invite him to a camp. Sure. So he came in, and we weren't sure if Andre was going to stay with us because we drafted him as a 19-year-old. So he could have gone back to junior as an yeah. overage. He could have gone to the East Coast League. We could have sent him to Syracuse. And he came into our uh, rookie tournament, uh, played through that, played through main camp. And the more he played, the more people said, no, he doesn't have to go back to junior. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's pretty good, right? Yeah, I don't think he's going to have to spend time in the East Coast League. Uh, <laughs> why don't we start him in Syracuse? And, and it uh, worked out well. And it worked out pretty good. Yeah. But he was he could have just as easily, if we hadn't been able to secure an extra seventh-round pick that year, he would have been a camp invite. And who knows if he'd have accepted us or Pittsburgh or any right. of the number of teams that were trying to get him to come to their camp. Now, you're doing a virtual camp, right? Is that what I, I heard There's you some guys kind say, of, right? Uh, some kind of a virtual development camp, and then we're bringing them in a couple of days early for our prospects tournament. Gotcha. So um, nice to be able to help them get a, fa a few faces that they can, you know, see and feel a little bit a part of the organization. But it's certainly not as good as if the draft was at a normal time. Sure. And you can bring them all to Tampa for a development camp and let them see the, the building and, and see the area. We don't send too many guys out of Tampa after a development camp that don't want to get back here as quick as they right. can. It's a pretty <laughs> nice place. I think we can't wait, all of us, to get back to normal with everything. And I'm sure, you know, with, with hockey and, and everything like that, you want to get that back uh, as soon as possible. All right, so is it uh, Daniil Polenikov? Or? We'll go with Polenikov. <laughs> what did you like about him, defenseman? Well, Daniil we watched for a number of years now. Daniil uh, came over as an 18-year-old. Uh, Russia, before the World Junior, Russia brings a team of players over in November, and they play exhibition games against an all-star team from the Western Hockey League, an all-star team from the OHL League, and an all-star team from the uh, Quebec Major Junior League. They play two games against each of those, and Hockey Canada uses those games to evaluate players to bring to their World Junior camp, and Russia uses these games to evaluate a group of players that they want to bring to their World Junior camp. And Daniil has impressed us since then, and we've continued to follow him, and he's like, a, you know, we talk about defensemen maturing a little more. Uh, well, he took a big step this year. Yeah. So he's an older player. He's uh, He's got a little more time left on his contract in Russia. We're in no hurry. If we'd have taken a college player at that point, he's going to go away for two or three years. If Daniil's another uh, couple of years before he comes to the American Hockey League, it's no different than taking a college player, in our opinion. And uh, he's got uh, good skating, good puck moving, uh, when his points increased this year, he played in the KHL, which is outside of uh, the National Hockey League. The top teams in the KHL are on par basically with the American Hockey League teams. And uh, that's a real good development league for an older player like this, not necessarily for an 18 or 17-year-old. But uh, Daniil's taken a big step and uh, we'll continue to monitor him. And he can't come over for any of our stuff in the summertime because the Russian teams will be starting up. But uh, right. so hopefully sooner than later, uh, he knows that were interested, he was pretty excited to get the call. He thought he was too old. Like, he'd been through really? this a few times, and he's he knew he was still eligible to be drafted, but he's thinking, oh, nobody's going to draft me. So uh, I guess I'll just uh, keep plugging away here and hopefully catch somebody's eye when I'm 23, 24. But uh, we, were, uh, we were on him, and he was very happy to be uh, selected. So when a, when a player thinks maybe I'm not going to get drafted, what, what do you think? He was thinking why he wouldn't get drafted. Is there something in his game that you really, that's a big flaw that we need to, to get corrected or is it just not enough people saw the kid play or that's what he probably thinks you know yeah. I'm, I'm playing in the russian khl teams are looking but i'm an older guy out of sight out of mind i'm not going to the world junior i'm not going to the u18 so yeah. i don't have the profile of some of these other guys but i can make a nice living in russia and i'm treated well here and russia's home so it's a good yeah, league and everything right. but they all want if they're if they get the opportunity they want to come they to the come. national hockey see if they can play
They want to see if they it. can play. The good Russian players, and uh, he's a good Russian player, want to ch- challenge themselves in yeah. the National Hockey League. Uh, Robert Flinton, he's a uh, a wing. What did you like about him? Robert's big body, good skater, uh, good skills, high school player in the eastern uh, part of the United States, going to go to UNH. And uh, similar to uh, Nick Capone, who we drafted last year, yeah. who went away to college, we expect that it's going to take Robert, uh, you know, a little time in school, but there's no hurry. And uh, he's got the attributes we want. He competes, he works, he's got some skill. He's big, he skates well. So we'll see how that all comes together and uh, just watch him go through his college years and uh, we'll try to help him with our development people at development camps over the next few summers and see what we have. And then your last pick, Nico Hootsinen. Yep. Uh, Finnish, Pat Maroon. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> which I, I think can. a lot of people are listening. They're like, all right, so what, is, what does that mean? What the Finnish Pat Maroon means <laughs> is he's a big body with very good hands, with high compete, yeah. who will be aggressive with other teams' players, and his skating is good but needs to improve. So he knows all that stuff, and he's an interesting guy because he would, uh, with the U18 team for Finland this year, Oftentimes he was on the third or fourth line and his minutes were third or fourth line minutes. Yeah. But then when the game was on the line and his team was down by a goal at the end of the game, he was out for the last two minutes net front and he was playing. And he was making life miserable for the goalie and he was retrieving pucks from the corner and he was banging bodies and he had real good hands around the net. And he's one of the better shooters in this draft. And he needs to improve a few things like a lot of them do. And we're going to try to help him do that. He's going He's going to uh, Everett in the Western Hockey League. He was drafted in a European draft oh, wow. that the, the uh, Canadian Hockey League teams do. So he's going to play in Everett. Uh, Stacy Roos' son, uh, Austin, plays in Everett. And uh, so uh, Stacy uh, will get a lot of chance to see Nico. We'll get a chance to work with him because he'll be able to come and work with our strength and conditioning people and skating people. He'll be here for a Prospects Tournament in the fall. And we'll get a real good chance to uh, hang out with Nico a little bit. So would you rather, from a, a scouting perspective, and you've done it a long time and you've been very successful at it, would you rather have a guy that's got a lot of skill but needs to work on his skating compared to the vice versa? In other words, uh, can you teach skill? I mean, something like this kid has the hands and the maybe the hockey IQ, doesn't have the skating. Would you rather have that than somebody who can fly that maybe just doesn't have the hands i think you can we've we believe you we can develop both skill and skating what we don't think or we think it's tougher to develop is hockey sense and competitiveness gotcha. so he brings both of those things all these guys have those things yeah. and then various you know some guys have to get stronger some guys have to get uh better technique some guys just need to get stronger in their legs and with the technique skating they have their skating will improve so everybody's got something different to work on uh, that's why they were picked from the third round on and not in the first uh, sure. you know, 10 picks where they, the elite combo packs of everything go. But if they have the mindset, and uh, we think they all do from our conversations with them and coaches and stuff, if they have the mindset to come in and work, we've got the resources to give them to try to, try to help them. And it's uh, generally worked out pretty good. We like to think we can bring in some pretty good raw materials, but the success of players in our organization has tied largely to our development program with our skills and, yeah. and skating development people, with uh, J.P. Cote and Stacy, who spend a lot of time traveling around, talking to the guys on a weekly basis, going in to see them, 
giving them suggestions, going out working with them at practices. And then once they graduate, going into our American League team where our coaches uh, continue to work with them and developing and push them to play at the pace and at the competitive level that we want our guys to play at. Yeah, it's, it seems like, Al, today, even if a guy's an average skater, that you can you can work with them. They I think increase their speed. Yeah, I think it's a combination of technique and yeah. strength and uh, good good direction. And we've got all those things. Well, before we let you go, just some closing thoughts maybe on the prospect pool right now in the Lightning organization in general. They're going to be losing some players, no doubt, and have lost some players because that's just how things work in the salary cap era. But do you feel like you have a, a nice mix of players ready to, to crack, whether it's the AHL or maybe at the NHL roster as well? We think we do. We'll find out. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think... Because guys are taken later, in our case, a lot of times, people don't know them as well. So um, it takes a long time to become an overnight sensation. Yeah. And Tyler Johnson, Andre Palat, Alex Kalorn, they all spent a long time in the American Hockey League. Yeah. Nikita Kucherov made the step almost seamlessly. Braden Point, I don't know if he spent any time in the American League. Yeah. Andre Vasilevsky spent a half year. Everybody develops at a different pace. And we think that the next group coming through is... Uh, Ross Colton and the next group uh, coming along right along with Ross in the same uh, hula hoop is maybe Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish yeah. and Alex Perry Boulay and we think that Mitchell Stevens and uh, and uh, Matthew Joseph can take another step and Cal Foote is going to be in that group so we're we're hopeful that all those guys can come in now after they've spent uh, their apprenticeship and be that next group of guys that comes in and and is part of our, you know, next success, hopefully yeah. this coming season. And people are going, geez, that's another pretty good player there. And we hope that that's what we can continue to do going forward is continue to develop players because uh, you, you'd love to kept last year's team together. Sure. You'd have loved to kept two years team ago together. Right. The reality of the salary cap is when you get a lot of good players, they deserve to be paid, and uh, yeah. and you just don't have the money with the salary cap world to pay everybody. So you have to have that next group of players ready to come in, and uh, we'll see if we have them. That's the the hope, and uh, we hope that last year's draft and this year's drafted group, uh, four years down the road, five years down the road, will be that next group of guys that uh, are sure. coming in and impressing people. So that it's a uh, we want that perpetual motion machine to keep going. You guys have found a uh, a nice rhythm with drafting players, developing them. And then, you know, hopefully keeping as many as you can. But few teams have been able to do it for this extended period of time. And it, in an era where there's a lot of parity, the Lightning have done a great job of separating themselves, I think, from a lot of teams. I think it's hard to do. It is difficult to do, um, and it's difficult to maintain. Yeah. And it's really been, you know, they, they say oftentimes you have to have some failures before successes, and we certainly paid our dues in For that sure. respect. So uh, this is two Stanley Cups in a row, but... We kind of feel we could have won multiple Stanley Cups over the last seven years. Yeah, so, right. And uh, we were in the in the mix when we were in the Cup final. We got to Game Seven against Pittsburgh, Game Seven against Washington. Both sure. teams that went on to win the Cup final. Yeah. We, set, we tied a record for most wins in a season, and then tied another record for fewest playoff wins in a year. Right on the on the back of it by going out in four straight. So, all of those years, we felt we had teams that might have been able to challenge yeah. for a Stanley Cup and. 
this last two years, things have fallen into place for us, and we've uh, taken advantage of, of a really good group of players that worked hard and were driven to success, and I don't think they plan to back off. So we uh, we like to think we got another crack at this year. For sure, no doubt. What do you do next? Are you taking a vacation, or you get right back to uh, to scouting? Well, because things are pushed back this year, yeah. all the summer programs are still ongoing, so we're actually behind the eight ball. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Pusher and uh, some of our U.S. people are going at the U.S. camp that uh, U.S. has a world junior camp that plays against the Finnish uh, world potential world junior team and the Swedish potential world junior team that's operating right now. So they'll be going into, uh, into the uh, Plymouth area in Detroit to go watch that. I'll be meeting with our uh, Canadian Hockey League guys. All our Canadian scouts on Tuesday are going into Calgary because Canada's having a combined camp for their U18s, which is next year's drafted players, along with their World Junior Camp. And come uh, next weekend, the uh, Ivan Halinka tournament will be starting a week from Monday. So uh, we'll have people in the U.S. Our Canadian guys will be in Canada. I'll be in Canada in Calgary for a couple of days and then flying over to the Halinka tournament, which is all the players for next gotcha. year's draft coming up. So it uh, doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, but things were pushed back this year. Yeah, so yeah. usually after the draft, you have about a month to, uh, you know, you've got prospects camp usually sure. right after that. And then you've got a little time to uh, relax a bit before all the camps start up. But this year yeah. it'll be right into the camps and then a couple of right. weeks at the end of August uh, before uh, all the regular hockey gets started. All right. Well, you're a busy man, but we appreciate your time here talking a little hockey on Lightning Power Play. Al, thanks again, and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. I hope so. Thanks a lot you for having it. me on. Nice to meet you, and uh, keep up the good work for you guys. You got it. Thank you, Al. Thanks, Greg. All right. There he goes. That is Al Murray, Assistant General Manager and Director of Amateur Scouting. It's a big reason why the Lightning have been so successful in addition to what they do from a development standpoint as well. All right, more draft coverage is coming your way right here on Lightning Power Play. Hey, it's Seth Kusher from The Block Party, and our season has come to an end. The only way we know how recently with the Stanley Cup Championship, and I had on the GM that helped put it all together, JBB Julian Breezlaw. We talk about what boat he was on during the parade. Julian breaks down the Dennis Savard trade, and I find out if he's a young gravy fan. That's The Block Party with Seth Kushner, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's our coverage of the 2021 NHL Draft. Greg Linelli with you, along with Steve Versnick. The Lightning had seven picks in this draft, and their third-round pick is from Midland, Michigan, defenseman Roman Schmidt. He's on the line with us right now from the U.S. National Under-18 team, right-handed D-man, which is always uh, a commodity teams and organizations can use, and Roman's on the line with us right now. Roman, first off, buddy, congrats on being selected, and... Boy, that's got to be a thrill being selected by uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, thanks a lot, first of all. And, and yeah, I mean, it's honestly crazy just um, knowing what type of organization, what kind of history, and just what kind of mentality the Tampa Bay Lightning have. Um, They've actually been one of my favorite teams, obviously. Um, Victor Hedman's been one of my favorite players. I've been watching him for quite a few years, so knowing that they, they picked me and I'm in the same organization as, as some of those guys, it's uh, – it's, uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I bet. And I'm curious, too, did you have an idea that, that the Lightning were interested in you? I mean, uh, you don't want to leak too much information out there to uh, protect, you know, who you may go after if you're a team. But I'm curious, did you have uh, some idea that the Lightning were a team that, you know, really were identifying you? 
Um, I they I knew they expressed some interest, but it wasn't anything where I was like, oh yeah, like they're for sure gonna take me. Like obviously, you know, in the draft how it goes, it's you don't know what's gonna happen. And um, I had I had a few good conversations with with one of their scouts, and um, I'm just fortunate enough to uh, to drop to, to go to them, and, and I'm really fortunate enough to be picked by them. So you mentioned Victor Hemmings, somebody you idolize. So tell us about your game, and uh, do you feel like there are you know, maybe some similarities on the surface there with uh, with Victor Hedman as well. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, um, he's he's probably the best defense in the NHL right now. Um, just his ability to, to surf around the ice and uh, be unbelievable on both sides of the puck in the offensive and defensive zone is unbelievable. I definitely try to uh, copy some of the things he does and try to learn as much as I possibly can from his game. Um, I think I'm more, I'm more of kind of a defensive uh, defenseman more than more than he would be. He's, he's extremely offensive. Obviously, he puts up tons of tons of points. But I think I can definitely reach that and become something close to that if I put the proper work in and and uh, commit commit to some time on the offensive side of the puck and, and really develop both sides of the game. And maybe one day I'll uh, have maybe some of the abilities he does because obviously he's he's one of the he's the best in the business. And I feel like the Lightning this year, Roman, one of the things that put them over the top the last couple of years was just their defensive core in general. You mentioned Hedman, but you had McDonough and Chernak and Sergachev. I mean, there are a lot of guys there that you probably could look at and say, you know what, that's that's a pretty good guy that uh, I can try and uh, model my game after. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. I mean, all those guys, they're, they're, just, they're just so good at moving the puck and I all noticed. I noticed that they all they all take pride in their own end. The first the first thing is they make sure everything's is done well in their defensive zone. Everything's taken care of. And then they they go into the offensive side of the puck and make things happen. But I definitely agree with you there. I think I think they're all really exceptional at moving the puck and and playing defense and, and just and just doing everything really well. So I, I agree with you there. And I think that's a big part of why um, the Lightning are so su- successful um, in, in the playoffs recently. Lightning third-round pick, uh, Roman Schmidt, defenseman, joins us here on Lightning Power Play. You know, you're a right-handed shot, and I'm wondering, Roman, do you feel like uh, the right-handed shot defenseman is really a commodity the teams covet? Because it's, it's almost like a left-handed pitcher in baseball. For whatever reason, uh, teams covet that right-handed shot defenseman. Do you feel like that's a, a pretty big asset for you, being uh, shoot from the right side? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think uh, there's a lot less players in general that are right-handed, but I think the main thing that separates me from other players is my, my work ethic and my dedication to the team. Um, I think um, I'm always there for the boys, and, and I, I always give it my all. So I think that that's the thing that mainly separates me from the rest. That sounds like uh, leadership material there, Roman. Captain material. <laughs> You're uh, pumping my tires. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to say it. I'll say that for sure. Um, we're here with Roman Schmidt and, you know, it's interesting, you know, when you talk about your size too, uh, that's got to be a, a great advantage. And I, I think the other thing, Roman, the Lightning have a, a tremendous track record under Al Murray, not only drafting the right players, but developing them once they get them into the system. Is that, is that something you look at and say, you know what, I, I'm really excited to get into this program because it really does seem like regardless of where you're drafted, they do produce NHLers, and it really doesn't matter which round. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have noticed that. Um, looking at guys like Braden Point, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was he was drafted in the third round, third yeah. or fourth round, and um, that just proves that he, he's obviously one of the best players in the NHL, one of the best forwards uh, right now. So 
Um, obviously, they have a, a great track record of developing players and bringing them up to the NHL. So uh, knowing that I'm part of this system and part of this organization, it just it just excites me, and I'm I'm super excited just to get down to Tampa Bay and just get to work. And I know I know getting drafted and all that it's a, it's, it's a great experience and it's really exciting. But the real work starts starts after that, and you you gotta you gotta work on making it and, and being an impact player and and helping the team win a, win another Stanley Cup. Now take us through what the, maybe the next couple of months are going to be for you. I know you signed with uh, Kitchener of the OHL in June. What uh, take us through your your workout regimen? What you're going to be doing here in the next couple of months to uh, to get ready? Yeah, so I'm just going to continue what I was doing before the draft. Um, I train I train all week. Uh, I train four times a week hard. I go I go about an hour and a half in, in the gym, then I hop on the ace for two hours. So. Um, with with my workout uh, program, we we go extremely hard in those four days where you you can't really work out or, or do anything. Those those other three just because you're pushing yourself so hard and um, it's really it's really shown. I put on I put on some good weight. Um, I feel faster, stronger. My conditioning has never been so good. So um, I'm just going to keep going in that direction and, and just coming into the best possible condition and shape possible for for camp. See, Ron, when we when you get to my age, there's no good thing about putting on good weight. When you when you hit forty, <laughs> when you hit forty, when you're a youngster like that, you can you can put on twenty pounds and say, you know what, that's that's exactly what I needed to do. Well, look, buddy, we appreciate it. Uh, I know it's an exciting time for you and your family, and hopefully down the road we get a chance to meet you in person. But best of luck uh, the rest of the way, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I, I thanks a lot. I really appreciate you guys having me out here. All right, there he goes. That's defenseman Roman Schmidt, third round pick of the Lightning in the 2021 NHL Draft. Again, from the U.S. National Under-18 team, right-handed defenseman Victor Hedman is somebody that he, uh, he has looked up to. So that's uh, pretty cool for sure. And our draft coverage continues. I am Greg Linnelli along with Steve Versnick right here on Lightning Power Play. Lightning fans, the Bolts are back-to-back -back champs. Score your official 2021 Stanley Cup champions gear by visiting one of our Tampa Bay sports locations at Amelie Arena, International Plaza, or online at tampabaysports.com. All right, Lightning Power Play rolls along, and joining us right now as we continue to talk about the 2021 draft here for Tampa Bay, they had seven picks. That would be Lightning Scout, John Burkhart. John, first off, great to be with you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I know you focus mainly in that Michigan area. You had a chance to see Roman Schmidt and fourth-round pick Dylan Duke. Let's get into those guys uh, a little bit with you. Let's start with Roman. I think the thing that sticks out for a lot of people was his his size and the fact that he's a, a right-handed shot defenseman. Yeah, you know what? Um, being right here next to the Plymouth Rink, so I was able to see those guys a lot this year, actually the last few years. So uh, it was good. Roman, uh, he's a big guy um, that is a good skating defenseman. That's one of the good things about him. So he was good at moving pucks, and we just think he's going to keep getting better at that. And it, oh. and it felt like his game was keeping it pretty simple. I mean, I'm sure, you, John, you want him to evolve a little bit, but is that is that something, especially for a bigger defenseman, keeping it simple is is the way to go? Yeah, no, he uh, he definitely uh, kind of has a little bit of a sim more of a simplistic game. So he likes to move the puck um, instead of skating it out of the defensive zone, which is always good. Uh, he passes the puck hard. He handles the puck really well. Um, I think uh, next year he's going to be going to Kitchener and he's going to get an opportunity, I think, to jump into a little bit more of a power play situation and be able to kind of develop a little bit of his offensive skills also there. 
You know, John, I'm, I'm curious. When you have a guy who's 6'5", I think a lot of people will say, well, is he physical? Will he drop the gloves? He should be a big-time thumper. Is he more of a positional type of defenseman, and do you feel like he can grow into a guy who goes out there and when he hits you, you feel it? No, I think uh, especially with his size, and he's just, you know, <laughs> these. It, it takes a while for these guys to kind of grow into their body. You know, um, they might grow <laughs> grow tall pretty quick, but it's just the – the strength that they get, um, you know, over the next couple of years, I think is going to be hard for guys to play against this kid, you know? So he isn't, uh, he definitely will play bodies on people and stuff like that. He'll lean into guys. Um, but his is more of a, definitely more of a de- uh, defensive positioning. You know, he's a smart defender, uh, uses his long stick. Well, he uses his feet really well. He's a very good skater. Um, his mom was a, uh, Olympic figure skater. So they're both, uh, oh, wow. you know, um, skating coaches, stuff like that. So his skating is definitely uh, one of his assets. And in, in today's NHL, it feels like, John, that you got to be able to skate if you want to have a chance of playing it. It's not the be-all, end-all, but I've got to think, especially for somebody at 6'5", if you can move, that's a that's a huge advantage. Oh, for sure. I mean, you look at our, our lineup the last couple of years in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and we had big defensemen that could all skate. You know, so that's a big asset that he kind of brings to us. Um, so I think like with him, you know what, you're going to gain some strength to your body and you'll be a little bit more physical. You know, you're going to gain a little bit of confidence with that. Um, so he's going to be good. I, you know, what, in the USHL and everywhere else, I mean, you're playing college games. So it's not a, you know, it's not as, uh, you know, drop the gloves and kind of fight it out. Sure. But he was good against the college guys this year. You know, and these kids are you know, three, four, five years older than he is and a little bit stronger. They've been in the weight room for a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. He did just fine. He was out there pushing around some of these older kids. So his skating was good. I thought he played really well defensively. Like I said, he has that long stick and good feet. So he was hard to beat. Um, And he just kind of kept his game simple and moved pucks to the forwards, which is a good thing with us, especially with the guys that we have up front. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm I'm curious, when you talk about maybe trying to evolve a little bit offensively for him, what does that mean? Is it when you have an opportunity to shoot, shoot, get the puck on net? What do you want to see him do offensively that's going to maybe get him to that next level? Well, you know what? they had some – being at the national program, there's a lot of good defensemen that you're with, you know. So you have Hughes who went uh, fourth overall, and Barron's was a high draft pick, and, you know, Hareshchuk went in the third round. So they had some really good players, and there's only so much time on a power play, you know, to kind of see yeah. the ice from the back end and uh, gain some of that – you know, gain some points on the power play and gain some more confidence that way. So now heading up to Kitchener, and I don't know exactly all their defensemen and everything else that they have up there, but I think uh, – our guys have talked to the coaches and they, you know, think that he'll be fitting into their top four and have a shot at being on one of the power plays for them. So I think that'll be a good, uh, um, a good training thing for him and be able to uh, gain some confidence, you know, in handling the puck and making some of these offensive plays. And it's good to do it at the junior level, you know, before he winds up coming to the pro side. So. John Burkhart joins us here on Lightning Power Play. He is a, a Lightning scout focusing on that Michigan area. Let's move to Dylan Duke, John, if we can. Going to Michigan, a guy you traded uh, your fourth-round pick for last year to get up this year and get uh, Duke uh, on your team. That is pretty high praise, I would think. If, if you have an opportunity to go out and get somebody that's still on the board, 
you make efforts to do that. What did you like about uh, his game that made you want to go up and get him? Yeah, it was good that uh, Julian was able to do that. Um, you just, you know, those guys were sitting in the, in the meeting room and we're like, we really like this guy. And I know the U.S. guys were kind of like, hey, this guy's still here and it kind of shocks us a little bit. So um, it was good that they were able to make that move. And, you know, for Dylan, you know what? He's a very good, uh, very good player. He has the hands. I think he had 29 goals this year. So he showed that he has a little bit of offense to his game. He definitely goes to the net hard. So he plays that gritty style that we really like, you know, out of our guys, he gets after it on the four check and he has some good speed, you know? So he's only about five ten, but he's a solid five ten. Yeah. You know, he works hard in the weight room um, already, you know, and now you're going to a good program like Michigan. They're going to have uh, a lot of high end draft picks. He's going to be one of them. And they're going to have some good high-end players, and they should be able to uh, do some damage in the NCAA next year and have a chance to try to go for it. You know, when you go to college and play, what do you make of the college game today compared to, you know, 5, 10, even 15 years ago? Um, You know, a lot of guys are leaving a little bit earlier, you know. So, I mean, like, they have a successful year, and there's a lot more guys that kind of leave early. But uh, the college game is definitely good. You know, um, you go to programs like Dylan's going to Michigan. Um, you got Mel Pearson, who's been around for a long time. He's a very good coach. And then you got Billy McCulk, who's done a great job of recruiting these guys. You know, and he was there and played and then played in the minors and made it to the NHL. And so that's just, it's the experience that he can kind of, you know, um, teach these next set of guys, yeah. you know? And so that's going to be huge for Dylan to kind of learn from someone like, like Billy, you know, and, um, the way that he played is the same kind of way that, you know, that Dylan plays, you know, you play hard, you play aggressive and you chip in some points, you know? So, um, I think it's going to be good for them. You know what? Um, their schedule is good. You know, they play in the big 10, uh, you're going to be able to get a lot of good weight training time while you're there. Um, so it's, it's just a different, you know, a little bit of a different path and, you know, for each kid, there's, there's always something good to them, you know, as long as you go there and you use it use it wisely you know get some uh good classes in you know get educated on that and so um hit the weight room you know and getting good practice time for those guys yeah nothing wrong with that for sure don't don't put on the freshman 15 right the good freshman 15 yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so you know you know at michigan has you know they're gonna be they're gonna be good there they just hired uh brandon narado is gonna come in he's a uh skills coach he was um, doing the skills stuff for the Detroit Red Wings for a long time. So he's definitely getting a lot of coaching there, and uh, he should definitely do well and develop while he's there. Well, John, before we let you go, uh, what's the last you know couple of years been like for you? I mean, this has got to be a lot of fun seeing these prospects come in the organization, develop, and then <laughs> you get back-to-back cups. That's a, a huge compliment to the organization, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's been uh, really exciting. The last couple of years have been really a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've been with Coop uh, for, you know, almost 20 years now. So we've had a pretty good run, and this just kind of caps it off, you know? Yeah, for sure. John, before we let you go, uh, give us, you know, maybe some insight on some of the other draft picks that uh, the Lightning had. I know those two guys we talked about. Uh, focused on your area, but obviously you have a, a great feel of some of these other players that the Lightning were able to bring into the, uh, their program. Yeah, you know what, Alex, I mean, we picked up in the sixth round. 
Uh, last year, he was in Cedar Rapids with them having uh, problems with their uh, arena. Um, their roof kind of got blown off, so he had to uh, go into dispersal draft. So he wound up in Muskegon, so I got to see him a lot this year. Muskegon had a really good team. He's a, another big defenseman. His skating has definitely come along the last uh, couple years. He's also gained a little bit of uh, uh, confidence in his offensive play. He's a big kid, very good defensively, another good defensive defenseman that uh, we're kind of bringing into the mold. Um, and he's going to UNH, which is a uh, good program out east. All right. Well, that's so that. he would be one. And then, yeah. yep. And then we have uh, Cooper Flinton that we drafted uh, coming out of prep school. So he comes out of St. Paul's and he, he's going to go play in Cedar Rapids. They got their arena fixed. Now they're going to be back uh, <laughs> playing again next year. Big athletic kid, you know, a big six foot three, two hundred pound uh, forward with really good hands. He shoots the puck hard. Um, skating is good, so he just has to play at that next high level. Um, think of like in uh, the Corn came from like Deerfield and kind of took a minute to get used to like playing at Harvard and all that kind of stuff. So this kid's going to go to uh, he's committed to Dartmouth right now, and he's going to go to Cedar Rapids before he heads over to the college. And I think that's going to be a good step for him to kind of get out there and show his athletic ability in a big, big frame. So those are those are two other picks that we kind of have late that we're we're all pretty excited for. Yeah, and then I, we were talking to Al at the beginning of the show and uh, the Finnish Pat Maroon, Nico Hooten. I mean, that's uh, that's going to be fun to watch yeah, if, if yeah. he if he uh, you know gets the skating to a point maybe where he feels he can he catches up with his hands because it sounds like he's a, a pretty skilled guy too. Yeah, I heard he uh, definitely aggressive, you know, talking to our guys and listening to him. You know, he plays the bodies, and I think he's coming over uh, to come over and play in Everett this year. Yeah. Um, so it'll be good, you know. Bring as much talent as you can. doesn't matter where they're, where they're from, as you know, John. We yep. pre- well, look, man, we appreciate it. Thank you for, uh, for coming on yeah. and breaking it all down. Yep, thank you for having me. All right, there he goes. That is John Burkhart. He is a Lightning scout, and uh, I thought it gave us a pretty good synopsis of some of those players that the Lightning picked in the draft of 2021. We'll come back with more draft coverage. Greg Linelli with you on Lightning Power Play. All right, Lightning Power Play rolls along. Greg Linelli with you. It's our 2021 NHL draft coverage here for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had seven draft picks today and uh, one of the guys who they're very excited about getting came in the fourth round they actually had to trade their fourth round pick from uh, next year to get it this year to get dylan duke who uh, joins us right now via the phone line and dylan first off bud congrats on uh, being selected by the tampa bay lightning uh, of all teams back-to-back stanley cup winners and the fact that they went out and made a trade to get the draft pick to get you you've got to feel pretty good about that right yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I'm super excited to be a part of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization and, you know, everything they've done. And, you know, it's a first class organization and, you know, um, back to back Stanley Cup champs. I uh, I couldn't be happier. And, you know, uh, I'm super excited. So did you, did you have a pretty good feel? This is where you were going to go or what was your take us through what, what happened during draft day when you got the call and, and what you were anticipating? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I wasn't really sure where I was going to go. And, you know, I. I had a had a feeling that um, you know Tampa Bay Lightning liked me, and you know when it when it was said and done, and you know Tampa called my name, um, I couldn't be more excited, and you know I couldn't uh, couldn't pick a better organization to be drafted by, and 
um, you know, I'm just, I'm just thrilled and um, super excited and uh, really excited to, you know, get, get, uh, get things going in Tampa and, you know, see all the fans and, you know, I know uh, hockey's, you know, huge in Tampa now. Yeah, it is. It's it's growing, and it's uh, one of the best markets out there. You know, it's interesting, Dylan. I, I think what what separates the Lightning from a lot of organizations not only do they they draft the right guys, but they develop them. Is that something? As somebody who obviously plays the game and follows it, you're really excited to be part of this team because you know there's a really good chance that your game is going to get a lot better once they get you into the program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they I've seen what they've been able to do with guys. Uh, in the past years and you know the the development um is unbelievable and you know i think that's a that's a huge reason why you know they're so successful every year and um you know i'm super excited to just uh be able to be a part of the organization and get things going and you know help contribute to winning more stanley cups in tampa bay well dylan give give our audience uh, an idea of what type of player you are uh, we keep hearing energy gritty obviously you have skill but are those things that are, are sticking out for you yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, I'm a I'm a really competitive player. I think that's the biggest thing for me is how competitive I am on a daily basis. And then, you know, I add that with my skill and, you know, my goal scoring ability. And, you know, I think when you put all that together, playing a 200-foot game and being super competitive, um, you know, I think that's what it takes to win. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, felt that, you know, I was a, a draft pick for them. And, you know, I just want to continue that and keep developing my game. So, you know, when, when it's when I'm ready to play in Tampa, you know, uh, my game's at, at its best, and um, I'm just super excited. You get the juices flowing a little bit when you see uh, the Lightning's third line the last two years really be a, a, a huge focal point for their team? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that's super exciting, and, you know, watching them this year and how much, you know, the third line contributed, fourth line, and, you know, it takes everyone to win Stanley Cups, and I think that's what that's what Tampa has. They have everyone, everyone playing and everyone going, so, you know, um, wherever I am in the lineup, uh, I'm going to do my best and, you know, I'm going to help the Tampa Bay Lightning win. You're a super competitive guy, as you said. I bet you can't wait to maybe get a shot on Andre Vasilevsky, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's the best goaltender in the world. So, um, you know, that would be uh, unbelievable. So you're headed to Michigan. Tell us uh, what went into that process. That's one of the best programs out there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, when I was kind of going through the recruiting process and picking a school, I mean, you know, the University of Michigan was a dream school, um, you know, and when I had the opportunity to, to be a part of that organization too, um, you know, it was a no brainer and, you know, I'm super excited. Um, you know, I built a good relationship with coach Pearson and the coaching staff there. And, you know, I'm just, I'm thrilled uh, to be a part of that. And I think it's going to be a huge step in my development and, you know, ultimately uh, leading to get to Tampa Bay. What were the last couple of years like with the shutdown and the pandemic? Was that something that maybe slowed your development, or do you feel like you, you didn't really miss a beat with uh, your skills and, and how you developed as a player? Um, for me, I don't think it slowed my development down at all. I think, you know, I, I uh, made the most of my time, you know, no matter where it was, whether, you know, it was when we were in complete lockdown. You know, I was shooting pucks in my basement, playing roller hockey in the street against my uh, younger brother, Tyler. And, um, you know, we, we, did, we didn't miss a, beat, miss a beat, and, you know, I'm uh, – Super excited, um, you know, that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, I think uh, uh, it, can, it can help, you know. Um, you know, I didn't miss beat, so I think I'm just super excited. Did you get a, uh, that's some number one BS Nikita Kucherov shirt? Um, I don't have any Nikita Kucherov <laughs> shirts, but, you know, I definitely, uh, definitely would love to get one of those. <laughs> 
That was pretty incredible watching everything down here mm. and how that developed. What's uh, before we let you go? Take us through what's what's a game day routine for you? What do you you try and get a nap in here and there? Do you have a favorite meal that you like to go to on uh, on a game day? Yeah, I think you know. Um, for me, I kind of spread out my meals. I kind of change it up every once in a while, and you know, I like uh, you know plain grilled chicken and maybe some rice. Probably my favorite pregame meal, and then you know I get a nice little nap, no longer than an hour, and. Um, kind of just listen to some music and um, get focused in and you know just uh, prepare for the game um, kind of kind of keep it keep the same routine every every game so I think uh, you know my pregame routine's nothing crazy but um, you know it's consistent I wish I had some consistency I got two little ones who are five and two and there is no consistency when it comes to sleeping what's the, what's the favorite music you're listening to these days um, for me, it's kind of all over the place, but yeah. for the most part, it's country music. Uh, you know, I really like country, and nice. I think it's kind of kind of calming, and um, you know, just just good tunes and kind of kind of relaxing. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I, I'm a big Brad Paisley fan. I can dig Brad Paisley. I might be yep. a little more old school, but he's good. I like him. No, hey, yeah, definitely. Hey, Dylan, this was fun, buddy. Uh, congrats on being drafted. I know it's a, a big deal for you and your family. Uh, dreams coming true, and uh, we look forward to meeting you hopefully uh, down the road and. Uh, we'll be following you uh, all the way through. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, there he goes. That is Dylan Duke, the Lightning's fourth-round pick of the 2021 draft. He is ready to go, and you can tell, just pumped to be part of this Lightning organization. More draft analysis your way. I am Greg Linelli right here on Lightning Power Play. Hey, it's Seth Kusher from The Block Party, and our season has come to an end. The only way we know how recently with the Stanley Cup Championship, and I had on the GM that helped put it all together, JBB Julian Breezlaw. We talk about what boat he was on during the parade. Julian breaks down the Dennis Savard trade, and I find out if he's a young gravy fan. That's The Block Party with Seth Kushner, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Lightning Power Play rolls along. Greg Linelli with you. We've been recapping the 2021 NHL Draft for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Seven picks total. And joining us right now, very special guest, Lightning Scout, Grant Sonia. He had a chance to watch fifth-round pick Cam McDonald quite a bit this year. And he's on the line with us right now. Grant, first off, thank you for coming on. And I have to say right off the bat, congrats on uh, helping this organization win another Stanley Cup. That is um, an, an unbelievable feats and i know you and the the scouting department have to be very excited about what they've done i appreciate that craig i'm i'm one of the new guys i was a COVID hire so i don't know how much i had to do with the winning but it sure has been a lot of fun to, to be around uh this group of people and uh to be able to work uh with everybody al murray and i have a history and and along with a few others like uh michelle boucher and brian putnam but to come to work with this organization this past year has been a treat for me, and uh, obviously winning is the ultimate feeling. So it's been uh, it's been a real good ride so far. Yeah, for sure. And finding talent in the late rounds is something this organization does really well. Their fifth round pick, Cam McDonald, is somebody you can speak about very well. Let's get into him a little bit here, Grant. Uh, one thing that keeps popping up: gritty player who plays a two hundred foot game. Is that pretty accurate and, and what more can you give us when it comes to uh, this player we just see a lot of upside in cam he's uh he really is engaged in the game his uh his coaches uh, in st john and the quebec league uh, used him early on in in a few different roles primarily in that checking role he's played both center and left wing he's a left shot 
He's on the uh, radar at six one. I think he's a little bigger than that, and he plays really big. He uh, he's the type of guy that kind of like an Alex Kalorn will finish his checks and skate through people and go to the dirty areas. And uh, as I said, this is uh, my first year uh, with the organization, but that's a, a characteristic that we call bolt hockey. And uh, I think that's a really uh, big part of Cam McDonald's game. Yeah. And he said what the lightning were his favorite team. Is that right? Uh, he, he was one of the smartest kids to say that <laughs> when we interview them, if they say another team, that's, then I wonder if they're bright enough to play for us. But, yeah, he likes the Lightning, as I as I think lots of players like uh, the Lightning because there's been lots of winning going on. But uh, yeah, no, he's a great, he's a wonderful kid. He really is. He's uh, he actually we go through the process of interviewing players, and you know we're trying to get to know them and we're trying to dissect them. And this kid's actually made me laugh lots of times on the phone when when I've talked to him and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited to see how his development path can go. That's one thing that we're uh, we're known for our organization is our development team and and yeah. Stacy Roost and the, and JP Cote the the crew does an unbelievable job and so we'll give this kid like we give all our kids uh, all the resources to develop and and I just know he's super excited to to prove everybody that uh, that he's going to be a good Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, I've, I've got to think, and you know this, Grant, as well as anybody, you take a look at Tampa Bay's third and fourth lines this year. They were very effective, and maybe the difference in them winning back-to-back cups. I mean, do you feel like a Cam McDonald can be somebody, once he's clicking on all cylinders and really develops as a player, that he could be somebody like that in your bottom six who can come up, bang around a few bodies, but also maybe fill the net every once in a while? Well, experience tells me that the day, the day after the draft, they're all going to play. We're all really <laughs> excited about all the players we picked, and and the analytics people and the odds will tell you that's not going to happen. But this is the type of kid I just wouldn't bet against. He's just uh, he's got he's got the right attitude, um, as as I mentioned, high character, and he just he's he's that kid that will block the shot uh, when you, when you think uh, he wouldn't get his body in front of it, he's going to do whatever it takes to win a one-on-one battle. And he's going to do whatever it takes to try to win the game. And, and if you do that as an athlete in, in whatever your chosen sport is, then you've got a chance to excel. So I'm really excited to watch how, uh, how Cam and all of our picks uh, develop over the, over time here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting time to be a member of the lightning. And, uh, and I just know that uh, in talking to his agent and talking to his junior team, uh, he's super, super stoked about uh, being selected by us. You know, when you look at a player like Cam and then you see the size and the high motor, do you feel like that's something guys absolutely have to have if you're drafting them in the mid to late rounds? I mean, you want all your guys to be like that, but especially – when they get drafted where they are, there's maybe a flaw or two in their game. But if you don't have high intensity, if you're not a high character guy, you're probably not worth selecting. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the game, I mean, everyone, everyone that watches the game closely has seen how the game has evolved and it's, it's become such a, such a fast game. And there's almost two seasons, the regular season and the playoffs, uh, you know, even to the, even to the casual eye, it looks like a different game. So it's fast and it's very physical. So, and you know, our coaching staff in Tampa, when you watch the games, it's clear that that's the style we want to play. We want to play up tempo. 
our puck pursuit, our back pressure is, is, is really high throughout the game. You know, as a fan of the game and as someone that's worked in it my whole life, it was a treat to watch our team play. And, uh, you know, the way we hunt the puck and the way we chase down opponents uh, is really invigorating for me as a scout because that makes it easier for us to, to really like a player like Cam McDonald when we're out scouting and watching for the draft. So I, I don't think it's an absolute necessary, but it's certainly if you're big and you have a motor and you've got the hockey IQ to play at a high level, that gives you a better chance of making it. And, and we all know that it's a really difficult league to break into. And, uh, you know, we need, we need kids like this to, to find their way. And uh, like I said already, we've, we've, we've got a development staff that gives them every resource to try to make it to the NHL. So, um, you know, I hope they all play. We like we we know they're not all going to play, but uh, I wouldn't bet against Cam McDonald. That's for sure. Yeah, it sounds like a, a guy you want in your organization. Uh, you know, Grant. Lastly, just for you, what's it been like? You mentioned you know coming to the organization during the pandemic. W- what was that experience like? Just really maybe not getting into I don't want to say a routine, but certainly not your normal year as a scout. And then of course coming to uh, an organization, a new one. What was what was that like for you? And you feel like you've you've started to adjust pretty well. Yeah, I think I did. I mean, again, this has been my lifeline my whole my entire life. I've spent in hockey, and uh, I've been with lots of different teams. And you know, there's some uh, familiar faces, like I had mentioned Al Murray, but I can't I can't tell you how welcoming I was or it was for me to come to the organization. I mean, the minute it was announced that I was hired during the pandemic. I mean, people that I didn't know were sending me messages and welcoming me. And, and it starts with the top. I mean, Julian has just been wonderful to work with. And uh, I think that's what all successful teams have when leadership uh, is, is solid at the top and it filters on down. So it's been uh, – I probably saw as many games live as most people because I live in Atlantic Canada and we had our own little bubble going on during COVID. So it's been, uh, it's been really, really rewarding for me. Uh, you know, I'm on the backside of my career now at, at 56. I've, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I often tell people I'm a little bit like farmer's insurance. I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. And <laughs> I, keep, I keep learning uh, every year that I'm in the game. And, and I'm looking forward to continuing to try to help this staff uh, be, uh, be a great scouting staff that we are. And, uh, we'll keep, and now we get to do it all over again with the next group of kids. Are you anxious to see what, uh, I mean, you, you've seen it from afar, but you've also seen it up close with Tampa Bay earlier in your, your scouting career, and now the, the second time around, what's what's that been like? That's got to be really cool. Yeah, I mean, when I was first with Tampa, Ryan Billick was an intern. Now he's a vice president. So, <laughs> you know, things, uh, things really come full circle, and, uh, it was really neat for me. Like Nigel, Nigel Kern was a video scout. Ray Phil had just been hired in, in the equipment department. Uh, you know, these people have been there all this time that I've been jockeying around with other teams. And, and uh, for me to be able to come back to Tampa, it's been, it's been really rewarding. And, and I hope this is my last stop. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, if I can stay here until the end of my career, that would be great. Because, like I said, it's been it's been really good so far, and uh, we just 
like all scouts, we just we go out, we watch our games, and uh, and we follow the leaders. And the leaders have been great here uh, with with me in my first year. Well, Grant, you were great here on uh, your debut on Lightning Power Play. We got to do this again. We got to have you on. Let's make sure yeah, we do I'll it. I'd be again. happy to do it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. There he goes, Grant Sonye, Lightning Scout. Had a chance to watch Cam McDonald quite a bit. Hope you enjoyed that interview as well. I am Greg Linnelli. More draft analysis coming up next with some more interviews on Lightning Power Play. All right, it's our coverage of the 2021 NHL Draft. It's Greg Linnelli and Steve Versnick with you. The Lightning had seven picks in this draft. Their fifth round pick is our next guest. That would be center Cam McDonald of the St. John Sea Dogs of the QMJHL. He is on the line with us right now. And first off, Cam, uh, congratulations. This has to be a, a, a tremendous moment for you and your family. And what are the emotions like uh, when you heard your name being called by the back-to-back -back, uh, Stanley Cup champs? Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. My uh, my TV that I was not watching uh, out in the porch was actually ahead, so I didn't see it first, but I heard all the screens. It was pretty crazy, but uh, Tampa's actually been my childhood team since I was a kid, and it's pretty crazy and surreal feeling to be drafted by the team that you grew up watching. So when when did you really start following the Lightning? I'm curious because you're a young guy, and uh, this this Lightning team really for the last – eight or nine years, you can make the case Cam has been one of the best teams in the NHL. Was it kind of during that period that uh, you really admired this team? Uh, I think for me, it was 2011. They were playing Pittsburgh in uh, one of the playoff series, and I just loved the way Stamkos played. I watched him. He was just a pure goal scorer, and that's kind of what I was at the time, and I loved that. And kind of became a Lightning fan since then and stuck with it. And it's been a super crazy ride for the past uh, nine, ten years that I've been following him pretty closely. And, geez, I mean, two Stanley Cups, it's uh, pretty hard to beat. So I was reading one of the, the descriptions that you had of yourself when it comes to your style of play, a, a grindy type player and uh, some players that were mentioned, Matthew Kachuk and Tom Wilson. Uh, that physicalness is something that really put the lightning over the hump the last couple of years, Cam, with uh, their grinding type of play. Is, is that something you feel like is your strong suit and are you excited to get in the organization and show them that you can bang around a few bodies? Yeah, for sure. I mean... I think at heart I'm still a goal scorer, but uh, I think my physical play has definitely been one of the top pins in my game and that scouts have looked at and liked. So, I, I mean, I've watched the Lightning over these two uh, two past Stanley Cup runs really closely and saw that line of uh, Goodrow, Coleman, and I think with Gord, and really love that line. I think without that line, what wouldn't have been two Stanley Cups, and that's a line that uh, – you know, they hit bodies. They're able to score big goals, block big shots. I think that's kind of the same, uh, same way that I play with uh, blocking shots and really just doing anything doing anything for the team to win. And I think that's kind of the mentality I go into a game with and uh, really impressed by that line. Cam McDonald, fifth-round pick of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, Cam, take us through kind of your journey, how you got to this point, and, and when did you start to really feel like, you know what, uh, being drafted was something that uh, was going to happen for you guys. Yeah, I mean, growing up in Canada, that's uh, a lot of kids' dreams is to be drafted to the NHL, and I was I was among that group, and uh, I always, always dreamed of it. Probably the number one goal in my life growing up, and 
to to live that's pretty surreal but uh in the past uh probably three two three years is kind of where i broke out broke out and felt like i uh had a good chance to get drafted to the nhl and it's a pretty crazy feeling gotta thank my parents of course for uh for, for helping me through that, you know, paying for paying for hockey isn't cheap, and they uh, they really helped me and uh, sacrificed a lot for me to get where I am. So uh, love, love them with all my heart, and uh, they're definitely a big piece of where I am today. That's good stuff. Well, okay, I'm last question for you. I'm curious, what were the last two years like for you and and your development? Because I, I've got to think for the hockey world, really, for everybody, but you know, dealing with the shutdowns and the lockdowns and COVID. You know, maybe you don't get a chance to play as much as you'd like or practice as much as you like. What uh, what were the last couple of years like for you on and off the ice? And do you feel like uh, in, in many ways you became a better player because of all that? Yeah, like in the uh, – I played in the USHL uh, when I was 16. And for a development standpoint, I, I really felt like that helped my defensive side of the game, which is kind of one of the reasons why I got drafted. I kind of took, took a lot into that and tried to learn a lot and paid attention and – felt like my defensive side has really grown over the years but uh from a from from a COVID point of view like uh it, it was tough I mean we were playing we we're playing games one week and the next week you're shut down so uh, it, it was tough mentally uh being able to play games and then uh, not the next week so uh you kind of had to go in go into practice every week like you with, with your 100% attitude and uh, work ethic and kind of bring it all because you didn't know when you were going to start playing games and uh, for me, that's kind of the attitude I went in with and felt I had a pretty good season throughout the year. Could have done better, but uh, not, not sure it's time of the year where I'm looking to, to win it all. And, uh, I mean, I, I think I think our team is a team to do that. And uh, I, I, mean, I mean, it was tough with COVID and all that, but uh, sure. it, it, it ended up helping me, I think, in the end. Yeah, for sure. You use that adversity and turn it into a positive if you can. Exactly. Well, hey, Cam, yeah. uh, Thank you for taking this time to talk about uh, being drafted and, and how you got here. And hopefully down the road, we'll meet you in person. But uh, congratulations again. I know it's a great moment for you and your family. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. All right. That is Cam McDonald, fifth round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning in the 2021 NHL draft. And you heard him say a gritty type of player and his favorite team has always been the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll have more NHL draft coverage for you coming up next on Lightning Power Play. Lightning fans, the Bolts are back-to-back -back champs. Score your official 2021 Stanley Cup champions gear by visiting one of our Tampa Bay sports locations at Amelie Arena, International Plaza, or online at tampabaysports.com. All right, and welcome back to Lightning Power Play. Greg Linelli with you as we've been talking about the draft today and a very special guest, a man who uh, knows a thing or two about building great winners. That would be the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Julian Breezewell. Julian, first off, congrats on uh, the Stanley Cup back-to-back, -back, and uh, you've got to feel uh, pretty good about where you guys are, and then you move right into the draft. So really no stoppage for you. No, because as soon as you, you win that <laughs> second one, you're looking forward to right. trying to win the third one, which is going to be the hardest one to win. But... Um, yeah, we've had a really good uh, good run with those two uh, Stanley Cups the last two seasons, and, and now we're hard at work at uh, trying to see what we can do to secure a third one. We talked to Al earlier in the show, and he talked about grits, character, speed, hockey IQ. These are things that you covet as an organization when you talk about draft picks, right? Of course. like We're looking for skill set, but we're also looking for mindset. Yeah. Uh, the, the player's character at the end of the day is, is going to play a, a, a huge role in that player realizing his potential. 
So it's one thing to have the potential, but then you have to have the mindset to go out there and work. And, and we're going to provide you with the all the resources you could ask for. We're going to provide you with the support that you could ask for. But then you have to go out there and do the work right. to become the best player that you can be. And hopefully the best player that you can be is good enough to play for the Tampa Bay Lightning down the road. And I think one thing that sticks out, you draft players, but you develop them. And a lot of organizations can draft well and can't develop and maybe vice versa. But you guys have found a nice mix, haven't you, over the last you know, we at have least 10 years? We have really good people. We've, yeah. we've brought in really good people who are really good at what they do and they're passionate and they're, they're passionate about their jobs. They're passionate about our, our, our organization. They are passionate about winning. Um, and it, it, it applies to our players as well. Right. Um, so everyone, everyone has a, a role to do. Our scouts are out there um, identifying talent uh, and, and trying to identify the right players and the right people to bring into our organization. And then our player development people go out there and, and again, provide them with the resources and the support to help those players right. fulfill their potential. And in a cap era, you have to always be producing players, right? Because you know you're going to lose them as, as you know, as well as anybody. For sure. Um, it's hard to find NHL players. It's hard to find really good ones. Right. And the easiest way to find them is to, to develop them, like that homegrown talent. And then there's also the, 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 the feeling of, for the players, of uh, I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning guy. I'm a bolt and wanting to stick around and working with us to make that happen down the road. So the, the best way to acquire talent, obviously, is, is to, to bring it in and develop it ourselves. What was that conversation like with Yanni when you had to tell him, you know, look, we're, we're leaving you exposed, not because we don't want to keep you. It's just how it goes. Yeah, well, all the conversations with the players that we exposed um, were hard. But at that point, they're all hoping that they're not the one going, <laughs> right? right? right. Uh, the really hard conversation yeah. is when I called Yanni um, Wednesday um, to tell him that Seattle had, had just called me and let me know that they, they were claiming him. Um, not that he was, not that he's not going to be well-treated in Seattle. Sure. I, he knows it's going to be a fabulous organization with fabulous people, and it's going to be a special place. But obviously... He's had so much success here. We've had success with him. He is one of those homegrown talents. He's one of our yeah. best success stories from a development standpoint. His family was, you know, well, comfortable, established here. Right. House on the water, um, you know, daughter in school. Obviously, his family gets sure. uprooted. And now he has to kind of start over in a different organization. Yeah. So that was a tough conversation. Um, Yanni stopped by the next day. And we, we chatted again in person this time. And... Um, and by then, you know, he was already looking forward to, uh, to, to the challenge that uh, Seattle will present him. Did you have an idea that they were going to go after Yanni, uh, you know, before the, the expansion draft? Uh, beforehand, not really. Um, they, Ron Francis, the GM in Seattle, had kind of told me, like, if you go this route, I'm going to take one of these guys. Right, right. But he didn't tell me which one. And, and in fairness, I don't not, I don't think he knew at first because he had really good options. We yeah. had really good players exposed, and he could have taken it in, in a number of different ways and ended up with a really good player. And I would have had a different, uh, a difficult conversation with that player because whoever it was, sure. it's not someone I wanted to lose. Uh, and it's not someone who wanted to leave. Uh, but uh, they made their decision. They officialized it on Wednesday. Right, right. That's when I found out. So. You still probably have a couple of uh, big decisions to make, but do you feel like whatever you do trade-wise, if you do have to go that route, that you actually can make a hockey trade, that you can get back, whether it's assets or maybe even a player, because you might be giving up 
a really good player in return? Yeah, I think it depends which route we go, but we're we're going to try to keep as many good players as possible. Like uh, that's how you form a good team. You yeah. need good players, and uh, you need many good players. Uh, a handful is not enough. You need you, you need <laughs> you need a full roster f uh, of good players. And as I mentioned earlier, they're very hard to acquire. Yeah. So the ones that we have, um, the better ones, we're going to try to hold on to them. How good was your back end during the playoffs? And was that one of the big reasons why you said, look, we're protecting four in this expanded draft? Yeah, that that's as good a one through six uh, as you're probably going to find in the cap era. And I don't know that anyone's going to be able to do that again. Uh, there was a game, I think it was game two against Montreal. Um, Eric Chernak and, and Corey Perry took simultaneous penalties, so they went to the box, and it was four on four. And off the face-off, I think Ryan McDonough shot the puck into the stand, so uh, he got a penalty for delay yeah. game. So now it's four on three for Montreal. And our two key you know, defensemen who usually get the, 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 the big assignments on, during a four on three are in the penalty box. <laughs> and, and Matthew Darsh, who's our assistant GM, was watching the game with me says oh those are those are two good pieces that just went to the penalty box right. and i said yeah so coop is going to throw the best defenseman in the world over the boards uh victor henman with jan ruta his partner and when they're done with their shift we're going to send over uh Sergeyev and david savard who would be a number one shutdown pair on almost right. every other team in the league yeah like that's just how deep our, our decor was for this run and um we're going to be in position to you know bring most of those players back. So that, that goes sure. well for the future. Was that a no-brainer to protect four defensemen for you? I mean, I was there even a hesitation? We had, we, had to, we had to vet it through. We had yeah. to think everything through. We looked at different scenarios. But ultimately, I'm really happy we went down the road we did. Yeah. Well, Julian, I'm, I don't want to take up uh, too much more of your time. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. And congratulations on back-to-back -back cups. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. That's Julian Brisewa joining us here on Lightning Power Play. All right, that was Julian Brisois, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that will conclude our draft show. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of uh, great guests on. We started without Murray. We had a few of the players who were selected on the show, and, of course, again, we ended with uh, Julian. I thought gave us some pretty good insight on uh, maybe what his thinking was when it came to the protection list and uh, what to anticipate here moving forward with this Lightning team. And hopefully, if they do have to make some trades, the Lightning can get some valuable players back in return. Thanks to everybody involved who helped with this broadcast, Brian Breesman, Steve Versnick, and everybody here within the Lightning organization, everybody that joined us. Thanks for listening as well, even though my voice sounds like uh, a frog went down it, and uh, I apologize for that, but what can you do? We're playing hurt. I am Greg Linnelli. We'll be with you again on Monday as we recap the draft, and I'll have my partner Dave Mishkin with me as well. All on Lightning Power Play.